one is on second is on in okay excellent thank you very much for joining near you have a little bit of a gibberish so please uh, uh um rewrite uh, good to see you good to see everyone um danny here i'm from california i'm based in california for those of you who are uh, wondering why i speak in english is because this is open to the public which actually i'm gonna make sure it's uh, open to the public now it is and we have people who speak different languages so that's why it's going to be held in english uh, this session and all the similar sessions that we hold on a weekly basis, Friday, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, are held or are recorded on a three-channel uh, kind of a way at the same time. So we are live on Facebook here, sorry, here, and we are live on YouTube there, and we have it on our, the podcast as well. So uh, you can uh, consume this uh, live or recording in multiple avenues, podcast, YouTube, Facebook, no problem. The, uh, the main purpose of this session is Q&A, um, actually to get your questions and I'll try to answer regarding real estate investing, of course. So by all means, this is the main purpose. Last week we had a session which we only did Q&A and it was actually a good one. It's always my favorite. So please use this platform to engage with your questions. That'll be terrific. Sometimes or most times I do bring a topic on and that I want to cover or discuss, but my preference would be to engage, to communicate, to dis have a discussion with you, um, regardless the point, you know, the, the uh, topic that I would bring. So that's the introduction. I just want to say that in the past month, uh, sorry, two months actually, we had four webinars done. We did one on uh, basic of uh, real estate investing how to get started and how to move a little bit faster. We talked about rentals and flips. Uh, that's one. We did one last week, I think one of my favorites, where we talked about um, ingredients, I call it, for success, things that I've seen by watching others, other investors um, um, operate from the side over the past 15 years on a very large scale, see what works, what doesn't work. You know, we talked about trivial stuff and, and things you need to know about yourself all in a clear purpose to help you um, get better at this. That's the whole uh, purpose. So it was actually a session that I really like because once in a while I do something that it's not core real estate investing. It's available online on our website. You can download it, no problem. We did a session, I think it's free. Uh, we did a session about two weeks ago on the fundamental of US real estate investing in Hebrew. For those of you who speak Hebrew, and it, it probably was, it was more than an hour and a half session video, I also available online to download. You're most welcome um, to actually access those, uh, those uh, videos. I'll probably try and put the link in a, in a minute. Remember, the main goal here is to have your questions. So that's ideally what we would have. I have a short, simple, topic that I wanted to kind of touch on today and it's also not core investing but you know uh, kind of the the setting for investing uh, which you've seen we call it the why how and what and the reason I'm looking to the side because right on here on the side I have a plaque that tells that that's marked very you know in a very large big way why how and what and the reason I have it is because I want to keep reminding myself exactly this thing of the why, 
how and what, okay? Now, uh, think about it as three circles that we usually, uh, we usually have. One is, the bigger circle is what we call the what, okay? What to invest in, in our case. A secondary and more inner circle would be how, how to go about it. And lastly, the, you know, the, the, the most inner circle is the why. So we have why, we have how, and we have what, okay? Most people typically go and say, where, and start with the what. What to buy, and then when they decide what to buy, say, you know, rental properties, they go to how to buy it, and then maybe come around to the why, okay? Why to buy. I think it's the other way around. You got to start with the why. The reason you got to start with the why, in my opinion, is that when you talk about the why invest in real estate, why you're doing it all together, that will give you the vision, the idea, the, the reasoning, the drive, the motivation to do it, right? Um, and when you have that, and, and, you know, when you have all those kind of vision, motivation, understanding why you do it, it will be, it's like deciding on your, you know, business strategy, so to speak, and kind of slowly, you know, uh, uh, taking it to the next level. So instead of, see, a lot of time I see people, they're starting, running in, starting to, you know, uh, um, invest or starting to look into investing into, again, let's say rental properties, when in real life, maybe that's not the right way for them to go about it. And when they are not connected to their why, they're not necessarily going to the right what, okay? That's kind of why I know it sounds a bit, a bit abstract, but that's what I'm trying to, to accomplish here and, and explain to you. So start with the why. Now, many times when you go to events, like I've been to over, the, over my career, and you listen to some speaker, usually someone who does a significant sales pitch or mostly a sales pitch, you hear the following reasons. You want to get, get out of the rat race and you want to travel and you want to spend more time with your family. And, and it's all true, but, you know, it's all such cliche. You know, it's almost, uh, um, it's almost, uh, um, um, you, uh, you know, it's almost like I, I don't even believe it anymore when those people keep talking about that. So for me, that's not the why. The why is what's my longer term? What am I trying to accomplish? Where do I want to get to? I really work on the why. When I work on the why, it also helps me get, when I get to the point when things do not go according to the plan and they will not always go according to the plan, guarantee, right? And things will get tough and things will be difficult. And when, when we get to that point where things are challenging, right? And we feel discouraged. Listen, I can tell you, I'll be honest, these past two weeks have been very stressful on my end because we have multiple uh, flip projects that are not going according to the plan. They're, they're, they're taking much longer and they're costing us more money and the stress is compounding because it's not just one project and the multiple projects and the investors are involved are very upset or, and, you know, and, they're, and, they're, and they're mad. Yes, that's exactly, you know, that's for me, I don't like to be in that situation, but you know what? Out of so many flip projects that I've done, that happens, right? And it just happened that it happens, you know, right now on multiple projects. So obviously I can relate as an investor to those investors, but this is exactly what I'm saying. If you understand the why, you will have the, you know, the, the tenacity, uh, uh, the endurance to go through those challenges. I am going through a very challenging period on the flips, and I know one thing for sure. While this is happening, and I, 
I'm not enjoying it at all, right, these past two weeks. And it will be solved and we will get it done, uh, you know, and we'll make, you know, money and we'll be profited, maybe even less than, maybe less than we expected, but that will happen. You know what? When that will be, uh, when, when we will reach that point that all those projects are, are done and completed and sold, I know personally, and I'm sure a lot of my investors will, will also be, we will be much better investors. We will gain, you know, the knowledge, the experience, the bad experience. We will uh, uh, um, improve our um, ability to, to, to invest better in real estate. It's not fun, but that's the reality. Now, if you are in that situation or you will get to that situation and you don't remember the why, then you will let every little thing that comes your way to completely discourage you, right? So when the house is vacant, you're like, why do I need it? And when the property manager is telling you there's another repair, you're going to start doubting yourself. But if you remember the why, which is the simple answer for the big picture, and you get through the process of saying, you know what? Okay, so it's another month of vacancy, or we have a few thousand dollars more we need to spend, or it's taking two more months to complete the project. You will be remembering that it's okay, and we will come out of it, and it's not fun, but remember the why. Remember the why all the time. Once you know the why, then you can say, okay, if this is my why, how do I go about it, right? How do I go about accomplishing the why, the reasoning? And once you know how you go about it, then you decide what is it you want to invest in. Okay, so remember, start with the why, go to the how, and then talk about what to invest. Not the other way around, like I see a lot of people doing. They're straight going to the what house to purchase, right? Um, so this is something I want to kind of focus on today, not to talk about necessarily all, you know, rentals and flips and all of those things. Um, you know, I think one of the mistakes a lot of investors are doing when they're getting started, they're, they're somewhat having a herd mentality. They go and do it because their friends have been doing it. They go to a specific market and buy a specific property because their friends bought there three years ago, two years ago. Don't be herd. Don't be the herd. Take a minute. Actually, take 10 minutes. Take 10 minutes to reflect for what you want to do before you jump in. Okay, and in those 10 minutes, you probably want to do two things. The why, you know, maybe even outline and write it down. That's one. And the second thing is, once you know the why, kind of try to determine what would be a good investment property for you. Okay, not a specific house, but what would pass, what are you looking for? I call it the baseline, you know, criteria that you would need to meet. Most investors, for some reason, they just jump right into the, to, you know, to the house and then they're surprised when things are not going according to the plan and they're shocked when there are surprises and so on. And, they don't, and then they doubt themselves and don't understand the big picture and why they're doing it. Don't be in that position. Take, the, take 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and you know, prep yourself mentally, financially, not mentally, uh, cali calibrate your expectations and then dive in and start executing. I think it's very, very important. So this is what I wanted to cover today is, again, start with the why you want to do it, go to the how to go about it, and then decide what to buy and what to invest and not the other way around. Don't be a herd, you know, do your work, take your time, you know, to prep. You don't need to take much time, but do some prep work, you know, foundation work before you dive in. This is everything I wanted to cover today. I said it's going to be a short topic today. Um, this is being recorded and will go you know, alongside other items that we've uploaded in the past to our podcast channel, 
to our uh, YouTube channel so you can always reflect back to those things and um, um, and uh, um, uh, and view them, watch them, learn. We, we put a lot of information out there on our YouTube channel, on the podcast. So it's just to push a lot of knowledge and education out there to people, to investors. Uh, most of what we do is free, you know, just to uh, uh, encourage your, uh, um, help you with your education. Sometimes we do charge some minimal fees uh, for you to, um, you know, to, uh, you know, to pay for a session. And by all means, go ahead and uh, benefit from that. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, let's use this opportunity to, to tackle them. I'm going to wait here and just see if uh, any questions are coming up. Okay, since I don't see any questions coming up, uh, that's not always the case. I guess uh, uh, we have uh, two guys that are usually uh, very good with questions. They're either not here. To oh, I see. Here you go. It's Bristol Sloney. No questions here today. Thank you, Nir. I was just about to say I'm used to getting questions from you. Um, what are the most active markets for rentals these days? Well, that's a very good question. Um, we are seeing a lot of activity on our end in Dallas. Um, Nashville, Tampa, Orlando, uh, those are the ma uh, main ones. A little bit in Indianapolis, not as much um, for the rentals. I would say nowadays we are changing strategies how to acquire rental properties. We still go the old good way of um, buying uh, off the MLS, which we've been doing for many years, or you know, all, you know, properties that are showing on the MLS or off the MLS, one by one, that has been working, but it's been very challenging uh, for the past uh, for the past uh, um, six months or so. Super challenging. Most of the good markets around the country. We have other markets that we are in that are not as active. Um, uh, for example, Houston has uh, slowed down. Uh, there's a saturation of rentals there, so it's kind of slowed down. Oklahoma City is slowed down. So we do have other markets. We're just not as um, fond of them at the moment for rentals. These are good markets. We're just kind of sitting on the sideline to see how those markets behave. Um, the one thing that we, or some of the things we are doing right now is changing tactics how to go about uh, uh, buying rentals. For example, um, we have a team in, uh, in Tampa and Orlando and what they're very good at is finding properties that need some work, meaning let's say fifteen to $30,000 uh, of renovation. So we tackle those properties. We try to be aggressive with our offer price and we send in our uh, general contractor in that area to give us a bid. We submit an offer. We know it's going to take some work. And then we, we uh, um, you know, we try to make it happen. So we're use, trying to use that opportunity that houses that need more work uh, may be, not maybe, they're many times unattractive to homeowners because the homeowner comes in and says, 
this house needs $20,000 worth of work. I don't have that. So if I'm buying this house, I'll need to come in with a lot of money to freshen it up. And I don't have that. Homeowners don't have that. Investors many times are willing, you know, either to go about those deals, cash, make, make a cash offer and come in with the, uh, you know, with the, with the renovation budget and make it happen, make it a rental. So that gives you a value because let's say if we buy... We make an offer for 120,000, and we put another 20 into it, and maybe with some additional cost, there's 100 and another 10. So we are 150,000 dollars in. Most likely, this house will be, you know, is worth by the time we're done with it, more like uh, 165, 170, and we, we, uh, you know, it's going to be marketed as a rental based on that. So we build some value to the investor if we can do it cash offer. That would be, you know, even more helpful for those kind of uh, uh, circumstances. Uh, it doesn't have to be this way. Some investors are coming with cash, and then we do a refi or a delayed financing uh, just to make the offer more attractive to the seller. Uh, but some investors are saying, I'm okay with buying it, you know, um, um, buying it uh, uh, with a mortgage and then putting in the additional 15000 20000 or so that needs to... Um, and update this house. Those houses are not in a bad rundown you know, condition. They're just been dated, old kitchen, maybe need a new roof, new paint, you know, new, a lot of items need to be freshened up or bring up to date. And we go about, that's why the renovation um, is so uh, uh, relatively expensive, 20,000-ish. Uh, that's one way. So we have a good team in Tampa and Orlando that's very good about finding those houses. And then we have the GC, over there that comes in, does the bid, knows how to uh, renovate for a rental standard, not a, not a retail standard. So it's, it's, keep it simple on the, on the expenses and then put it out on the rental market with, a, with our property manager. That's one way. Um, a second way we tackle, we go after bulk buyers uh, and we group investors together and we go to someone who has a, you know, a bulk of properties, a package of properties. Usually they're all rented or most of them are rented and we are tackling that person. So in that case, you individually probably are not going to be able to access that list. When we group a few of our investors together, we tackle that list. We either go about it as a group with each, each, each is buying his own house or we go about it. Uh, we go about it as a, as a small fund where we're gonna, the fund is going to be the owner of those properties and you are an investor in that fund. That's a secondary way. And a third way is actually we started buying uh, properties at the auction, at the live auction after maybe three, four years that we have not done that. Um, buying at the live auction is very challenging. We have a whole session recorded about that, so I'm not going to dive into it. Uh, but uh, if you are interested in that, let me know. I'll send you the recording or I'll send you the, the, the PowerPoint that we have to explain. Buying at the auction is tricky, um, very tricky. You got to make sure you have the proper team. They know what to do. Uh, buying at the auction, you don't, you, you don't have time to do uh, a full inspection. You have limited inspection. You don't have a title search and a title insurance. You have limited title search. So you got to understand those risks. However, you can buy properties very or relatively cheaply and then fix them up. They will still need work and you get a lot of value. I can tell you that a week ago, uh, we purchased a house in, in the auction in Kansas City. Uh, the maximum bid uh, you know, allowed that we told the broker was forty one dollars or $42,000. Uh, 
the starting bid was $25,000. We purchased it for $30,000. It will need uh, $25,000 in work and maybe some additional, you know, almost $10,000 in other costs. So we are $35,000 plus, plus uh, $30,000, $65,000 in. This house is uh, probably going to sell for about $100,000, $110,000 uh, rather quickly, several months, um, or the investor may, may choose to keep it as a rental. This sounds like a very cheap house. It's a, it is a cheap house. It's not in a bad area of Kansas City by all means, but it's not a fancy community. It's a nice, you know, it's a nice uh, community. So this is an example of something we're, we started doing either for flips or rentals, but we go about it differently. So Ali, to ask your questions, here are the, you know, here are the active markets on one hand, but for the most part, what I'm trying to do on our end, seeing how challenging it is to buy rental properties in today's market just off the market, we're coming up with different strategies or tactics how to acquire those properties. And we're trying to line up multiple strategies so investors can benefit on multiple levels from buying. Just going out to the MLS and buying, it's doable. It just requires more time, more patience, uh, you got to be very quick to respond. It's a challenging way these days. It's probably the most challenging uh, period that I've ever seen of uh, the rental market, of buying at the, at the open rental market. Not impossible, just challenging. So, Ali, I think uh, hopefully that uh, helps uh, you know, answer your question. And if not, please uh, respond uh, so I can uh, refine my answer, of course. And if there are additional questions, uh, please, uh, uh, you know, please uh, post them on the, on the chat. Um, for those of you who joined a little bit uh, uh, later than we got started, we talked about uh, the, today's topic was, uh, you know, about the why, the what, the how. You can review the, uh, uh, review the, you know, the recording from earlier. We are now taking questions regarding uh, investing in real estate. So um, oh, the, it's an open session. You are most welcome to post your question. I'll try to address it if I feel that I know the answer. Um, and as soon as I see that there are no more questions coming up, I will wind down and uh, continue with the rest of my, uh, my day, my weekend. Definitely have a full plate of activities for today. Okay. In that case, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, I, this is a short session today, which is nothing wrong with it. Sometimes I will keep it short and simple. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for uh, uh, your uh, comments. I appreciate it. Even if it's just saying we're here, no questions. Um, we are here to help you invest in rentals and flips in different parts of the country. That's what we do day in, day out. Um, if you want to get to speak to us, just you know, contact me, contact uh, my team. We can set up a time to talk in a more intimate uh, setting, one-on-one, -on -one, Skype, phone, in person. Um, and we decide how to go from that, uh, that point. We call it a strategy session, uh, not a sales pitch session. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. And we would love to help you. We've been, I've been doing it for almost 15 years. I've been involved or, you know, mon uh, mentored um, purchase and sales of more than 3,500 single-family homes and about 100 flips as well in different parts of the country. I'm based in California, Southern California, 
but have done absolutely nothing in California. Everything I've done throughout my career has been out of state. Thank you. Take the time to go to our uh, uh, YouTube channel for many videos or scroll down on my page for additional videos or sign up to our podcast to, you know, to get uh, the information on the go, whatever works for you. Thank you for your time. Good to see uh, uh, many familiar names. Have a terrific rest of your uh, day um, and terrific weekend. Shabbat Shalom. Bye-bye, everyone.